A dream about retirement, a political rant, a language perspective, and a colonoscopy. It's time for a roller coaster ride of randomness. Let's peek inside the mind of a boomer. This is Boomer Randomness, a podcast dedicated to the baby boom generation with random observations about boomer life from boomers, including topics like music, movies, memories, marriage and divorce, retirement, bucket lists, kids and grandkids, travel, medical crap that old people talk about, and a whole lot more. Here is your boomer host, Bernie Lucas. Every few weeks, I make up an episode of random thoughts and observations, often updates of blog posts from my previous Boomer Randomness blog. This episode has four such stories or thoughts. First up, sharpening the focus. I wrote this part of this episode five years ago. It is a dream inside of a dream as my brain visualized a scene from my future. It's an award-winning motion picture set at least five years from the day I first wrote this. The pulsing beep gently nudges my brain out of a weird dream involving asparagus and French wine. I laugh quietly as my right hand flaps around the nightstand in search of the snooze button. After three cycles of snooze, I finally roll out of bed, put on my sweats, and cross the street to the apartment complex fitness room. It's 8.30, two and a half hours past my former regular workout time just three weeks ago. Good morning, world. Welcome to day 21 of Bernie's retirement. My workout is a short but effective 30 minutes. I shower, then walk a half mile to my neighborhood Starbucks. Several Hey Bernies later, I'm enjoying espresso and conversation with retiree friends. Talk about neighborhood gossip, politics, medical ailments, music, and the weather. A couple of us keep busy with part-time jobs as consultants or Uber drivers, but most mornings start with camaraderie and coffee. Must have coffee. We all mostly enjoyed our working lives, but all of us knew it was time to cut back and enjoy life. This visual becomes clearer every week. I can see the light at the end of the tunnel, and I'm pretty sure it ain't a train. When it comes to work-life balance, work still wins, but the more I paint this retirement picture, the more focused it gets. Okay guys, I got some errands to run. See you at happy hour. I'll tell you about that crazy dream about asparagus and French wine. As I said moments ago, this was all written five years ago, as I contemplated, visualized, fantasized, and planned for my retirement. Do you or did you ever have that kind of dream or visualization about retirement? So now I am retired, just over a year. Is my retirement anything like that dream was? Yes and no. It actually took me most of my first year to establish a daily pattern. Some retired friends told me that happened with them too, but nobody told me ahead of retirement how busy I'd be. How the hell did I get everything done when I had a job? If you're retired, you might know what I'm talking about. If you're a few years from cutting the work cord, Remember what I'm telling you now. You'll be a lot busier than you think. I did finally start working out at that fitness room across the street, by the way. I do get up later each morning than I did when working, but not as late as in that dream. 
I do walk or drive to Starbucks or another of the four neighborhood coffee places and sometimes meet fellow retirees there. That whole work-life balance thing now is mostly leaning to life. I have a couple of freelance gigs and I'm pursuing a couple of volunteer opportunities, but I spend most of my time engaging in activities I rarely had time for when I worked, like reading, photography, music, this podcast. I realize how fortunate I am to have the time and the means to live this kind of life, and I never take it for granted. I also realize that some boomers are not so fortunate. I hope that whatever your situation is, that you find peace and joy in your life. It flies by, so do what you can to enjoy it. All or nothing is not the correct approach. All right, here's my little political ramp. I don't usually do these, but I have to say this one. Many ultra-left-wing liberal Democrat friends post things on Facebook that basically say all Republicans are wrong. Everything a Republican does is stupid and moral and will lead to the demise of our great country. Many ultra-right-wing Republican friends post things on Facebook that basically say all Democrats are wrong. Everything a Democrat says is stupid, unpatriotic, and will lead to the demise of our country. Stop it. Just stop it. Every Democrat is not exactly like every other Democrat. Every Republican is not exactly like every other Republican. There are stupid, immoral, and unpatriotic Democrats and Republicans. There are smart, moral, and compassionate Democrats and Republicans. Most people of either party believe in some of the principles usually associated with the other party, Not every American is a registered member of either. There are libertarians and independents and and some others. We are individuals. Let me say that again. We are individuals. I urge my ultra friends on either side to think about something I consider to be logic-based truth. If there was only one way to believe, only one way to act, only one solution to every problem, we'd all believe act or solve that way. Truth and our own American form of democracy is based on a melting of contradictory ideas, beliefs, and solutions to problems. It annoys the hell out of me when some people blame things on everyone of a certain party. One specific Democrat Facebook friend is constantly blaming all Republicans for things he thinks are wrong, essentially insulting a lot of my Republican friends, including my very closest friend in life. One specific Republican Facebook friend is frequently blaming all Democrats for things she thinks are wrong, essentially insulting a lot of my Democrat friends and me. In fact, that last one posted a comment essentially blaming all Democrats for the violent Inauguration Day protests in 2017 that led to broken windows and firebombed limos. What? You think a Republican has never broken a window or torched a car? I'm certain those protesters were stupid, misguided thugs, and they certainly do not represent me or most Democrats. And in keeping with the conspiratorial tone of the president who was inaugurated that day in 2017, those protesters could have been paid Republican supporters. They probably were not, by the way, but this is the kind of thinking I'm talking about, right? I've been a registered Democrat since 1975, but I'm not an extreme left-wing liberal. Don't assume that about me, and don't assume I never vote for Republicans. Don't assume I blame all Republicans for anything. Don't assume I always agree with everything every Democrat says or does. I do blame the Republican majority in Congress for many negative things. The 
few years ago, I blamed the Democratic majority in Congress. Under the then-arrogant leadership of Nancy Pelosi, they blew a great opportunity to enact meaningful legislation, in part by ignoring the concept of bipartisan compromise that I'm talking about. The current Republican leadership in the House didn't learn that lesson, and their arrogant refusal to listen to opposing views will guarantee continued frustrating gridlock. Meanwhile, Democratic and Republican politicians alike are paying more attention to their party than to their constituents. We the people. And we are individual people. The all-or-nothing approach to anything is a bad idea, in my opinion, because it closes the door to ideas that can eventually solve problems. The best solution is often a compromise of ideas. The whole is greater than the sum of its parts and all of that. Some final thoughts on this rambling section. A Republican administration ended slavery, Lincoln, created the interstate highway system, Eisenhower, ended the Vietnam War, Nixon, and created the Environmental Protection Agency, Nixon again. A Democratic administration ended World War II, Truman, enacted meaningful civil rights legislation, Johnson, created Medicare, Johnson again, balanced the federal budget, Clinton, ended two wars, Obama, and ended a financial crisis, Obama again. All of the above happened as a result of spirited debate and a compromise of often conflicting ideas and opinions. And did you notice those actions happened during administrations usually known for not doing the things that I mentioned in those specific administrations? So let me repeat something I said two minutes ago three minutes, whatever it is. If there was only one way to believe, only one way to act, only one solution to every problem, we'd all believe, act, or solve that way. Truth and our American form of democracy is based on a melting of contradictory ideas, beliefs, and solutions to problems. Can Democrats and Republicans with opposing views get along? Time will tell. This is the Boomer Randomness Podcast. A room full of perspective. India, Syria, Lebanon, the Philippines, and the United States. Those are the countries of origin represented at our neighbor's home where we had dinner and wine one Saturday night before COVID. Although we mostly avoided political conversation, we did talk about life and culture in those various countries. Of the nine people there, five are immigrants. All are legal All are American citizens. All are college-educated and employed in or now retired from professional jobs. One lived through war in Lebanon. One has lived in at least two other countries. All five speak more than one language. They all love our country, and all are appropriately critical of certain aspects of life here as they should be. All love the freedom to be opinionated. All are grateful for the opportunity they have here. All are concerned about some family members who still live in their home countries and are sometimes mildly concerned about their own safety here. That is some awesome perspective, isn't it? And I enjoyed discussing their take on issues in life. One thing that strikes me every time I get to know someone born in another country is that they're multilingual. Our American culture is such that most of us, at least those of the boomer era, only speak one language, American English. I do believe a country is more unified when there is a dominant language, but I also believe the reality of our increasingly global world is such that we should speak other languages too. 
so we can better understand and communicate with our brothers and sisters around the world. Wouldn't that be a wonderful thing? (laughs) My own story, I began language lessons in four other tongues at times in my life, yet I still only speak English. It's one of the few regrets I have in life. We're never too old to learn another language, but it is definitely more difficult to do so as we grow older. If I'd stuck with it, I'd be fluent in French, Spanish, Italian, and Latin. Well, okay, Latin isn't really a spoken language, but studying it could help you learn those other three. Many articles on creative aging point to the mental advantages of learning a new language. Different parts of the brain are stimulated by such pursuit, potentially delaying or even reversing dementia. In addition, conversing with someone in another language can be a stimulating social experience. Two of my dinner companions that night speak French. The conversation could be fun if I had stuck with my French lessons. One of the guests also speaks Spanish, another language I could have learned. Italian isn't very practical on a day-to-day basis here, but it does connect, in my case, with my family heritage, as well as a bucket list vacation item I have. Meanwhile, I enjoy the perspective of spending time with friends who are rooted in cultures other than mine. The perspective is priceless. Ciao. The Sea Diet. Warm Italian meatballs swimming in tangy marinara sauce fills the bowl, covering al dente rigatoni. Garlic bread sits at the edge of the plate, still steaming from its tenure in the oven moments ago. The white and red place setting is flanked by a fork, a knife, and a glass of fine Chianti Classico. Okay, that's what my teasing brain sees. What's really there on the table in front of me? A tall glass of bottled water, another glass filled with clear apple juice, a hot cup of black coffee, breakfast on colonoscopy prep day. Wait, oh, wait, wait, excuse me, I have to pee. I'll be right back. Okay, where was I? Hmm, what's for lunch? Cold water, chilled Gatorade, and a warm mug of clear chicken broth. Oh, hang on, be right back. Dinner, Sprite, water, broth, black coffee, and the first dose of that stuff that will clear out nearly all of whatever's left inside of me. Oops, back in a second. So when was the first colonoscopy done? I assumed 20 years ago, which is when I first heard about the procedure. I was wrong. The first one was performed. Be right back. Almost 54 years ago, in 1969. I'm trying to imagine that. You know how small cameras are now, right? How large they were then? Hang on. More facts. A colonoscope is a small, flexible tube that is 42 to 72 inches long. Maybe you didn't want to know that. Uh, me neither. Actually, maybe you don't want to know that I'm talking about prep day for a colonoscopy I had. 
Even though it's a potentially life-saving medical procedure recommended for everyone over 50, in other words, all boomers and some Gen Xers, it might still fit in the too much information category. So I'll stop now, partly because this is gross and partly because gotta go again. Bye. Here's what's coming up on Boomer Randomness. I upload new episodes on Mondays and Thursdays. The season two finale is coming up Thursday, August 24th. It's another random collection of observations and a preview of season three. If you want reminders when new episodes are available, go to boomerrandomness.com and sign up for updates. I will not clog up your inbox. I send reminders twice a week when I remember and sometimes one additional email and that's it. I'm Bernie Lucas. Thanks for visiting and tell your friends. Learn more about Boomer Life at BoomerRandomness.com. Check us out on the Boomer Randomness Facebook and on Twitter at BoomerRandom1. Okay, Boomer, thanks for listening. And tell everyone you know about Boomer Randomness. <laughs>